Welcome to About Being a Man with Reggie. Today I have a guest with me, Letu, who is a research manager, father, husband, and a commentator on children and their relationship with their fathers. Letu, welcome. Good morning, Reggie. Thank you for having me on the show again. Great, great. Um, Letu, these quite a few things that we've talked about already and in today's discussions on embracing fatherhood i would like to know how has it been for you being a father and embracing fatherhood gosh yeah i mean i guess it's always around father's day that we start thinking about these questions <laughs> um i was a father at the age of 24 and changed my life man i wouldn't lie um and it was deliberate that i was a father at that tender age so um remember when we got we were planning on getting married and we were telling our parents one of the questions that came up was is someone pregnant is that why you are rushing into it <laughs> we said no <laughs> we, we're not we we are not but when when our first child came um which was in 2010 I cannot tell you how much that that built up and that even the moment when he was mm. delivered in July mm. I just mm. people who saw me said look you can't stop smiling you just you, I don't even know I was just overjoyed with what had happened in my life yeah and so it has been a an exciting start and it has been a rewarding process i have embraced it and continue to just fall into it more and more i think of it as for me personally what i was always supposed to be and i'm going to chat a bit more around what what really made me love being a, a, a dad um but the, to answer your question again directly it has been something i wouldn't take away for anything i love being the father to these two boys and the little one that is also on the way can't wait to meet him and 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 be his dad in embracing it because it sounds to me that you know this has been an intention for you at the age of 24 and i do think to some um some men out there it has been a moment of unpreparedness and a moment of just something that happened that they did not expect um would you say that is something that has helped you in in, in or propelled you in embracing it and just to reflect on others that might still be struggling to embrace it as such oh yeah in fact let me let me just give you sort of three areas that helped me embrace fatherhood and really what they were for me mm. is embracing childhood i had to go back mm. Mm. and i did this much earlier i think in my early 20s i spent a lot of time looking at my childhood and falling in love with it again and again and again finding those points in my childhood mm. that actually made me love the idea of being a child and i think that's really where a lot of us at some point as men go wrong we want to in our in our teens we want to grow up and never be a child again and 
we never go back and actually say man i had an awesome childhood here are the things that made it awesome so for me for instance it was being brought up by honestly sacrificial selfless and beautiful people mm-hmm. i grew up mostly under the care of my grandmother and there are things that that woman did that impacted me for and will for the rest of my life she taught me nurturing in a way that i cannot even describe reggie you know i used to go in and fetch her from the bus stop when she came back from work and i would carry her her bag i learned to be shameless in carrying a woman's bag i loved the idea of that i had to take this weight off her shoulders after a hard work day for her and she would as we walked home encourage me and tell me how much she appreciated it, that i was always on time that i noticed that the bag was heavy and that even today when i carry my wife's bags it's that connection with what i'm doing that she taught me that makes it easy for me and so i i, I learned how to nurture and today if my kids want to me to carry something for them i don't feel bad i don't feel like it's a burden to carry them through life and to carry something for them because it's nurturing it's what i love doing and there are many other examples just growing up under her care that that taught me how to just be a gentle male to be a sacrificing male um, and not complain about it to actually enjoy the idea of taking care of someone else um i think also the idea of play time i played a lot as a child i played and played and played and it interests me in such a way that even now as a dad what i run for my boys is to have them have the most playful childhood enjoy this time not feel the burden of adulting as we say but enjoy the time as a child be a child man play all you want i I, mm. I and and I have to admit I am weak when it comes to buying toys. I would buy toys for these kids even when they never asked for them. Mm. We go to Legoland every other because <laughs> I love to see their faces when they come in there and they choose the Lego and they go home and we build it and build it and it becomes this world of playing for them. Mm. Mm. My one of my favorite movies is is Finding Neverland and it's really just a extension of of the cartoon Peter Pan, the boy who never wanted to grow up. Mm, mm. I love it. I love the idea that childhood should be extended and we shouldn't have to grow up and I want them to experience that. Mm, and it's mm. really because I got to play and experience it fully. Mm. And then the other thing is is I've got a twin brother mm. and and it was like having a best friend growing up. Mm. You know, it was we had we shared everything. Every moment we shared um all sorts of things and it meant for me that i knew what it's like to have a childhood friend and so with them i want to be like their childhood friend my boys mm. i mm. i want them to see their childhood as dad is just he's a friend but he's a mature one who knows how to teach us how to do good things and be good people mm. but i am there as their friend we we have buddies we play together we make jokes we tease mom you know we tease each other mm. mm-hmm. and mm. that's what home is you know it's this fun environment And so embracing my childhood and finding those moments those golden moments in my childhood has enabled me to actually just love the idea of being a father and feel confident that I can actually perform the 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 duties of of being a father. 
To me, what I'm hearing from you is that to some extent, maybe predominantly, it had to do with reconnecting with the child in you in order to see or allow the child in them to actually just broaden or be in your presence. And I do think that's a that's a very beautiful thing. As you're talking, I was thinking of the moments with my grandfather and how how I was his favorite and I was I used to love those moments where he actually was teaching me stuff with regard to cow heading and taking responsibility when they were lost, going back to fetch them in the middle of the night and all that. And I'm asking myself with the guys who has never had that kind of experience, maybe due to migrant labors when fathers were um, away and they had to be raised with uh, by a single mothers and because I do think it's something that yes. people normally pin people on that because you are from a single mother you can't be able to do this and this and that how can we better have them prepare or reconnect with something that can enable them to broaden or be allow their children to be in their presence good question Reg and so my childhood as beautiful as it was it wasn't perfect there were moments that I can go back and say, now these were hurtful things that happened and they could have broken me and to some extent I'm still healing from a lot of them, which is fine. Mm. And so what what I would say and what I had to do was I Mm. had to go back and address issues where there were disappointments, but put them in context. Mm. And by that I mean, look at who was hurting you. Why did they hurt you? What capacity Mm. do they actually have to nurture? And how important are these people to your future identity or your current identity? Do they still have power to tell you who you are right now? Can you take back that power and you tell the world who you are by constructing yourself and bringing yourself up to the stature of a father or a male person that you want to be? So put them in context. These questions help me relook at my sadness and address it and call it what it really is. I found that there are many times when I actually exaggerated the impact of this negativity in my life. I felt I was powerless even in my adult life when actually now I had had power to make things better for me. And I could change how I feel about the past and what happened in that past. But also more importantly, I now had the power to go back and address those people and talk to them about the hurt mm. child and say to them, look, mm. I never liked this. I need you to account for what happened and take that conversation mm. in, in, in the attempt to actually heal. All because mm. I wanted mm. to move on and not allow this blindness to, to continue in my life. The blindness that is caused mm. by the hurt. Mm. And I say blindness because what it does, it blinds you from the beauty that is then in front of you called your child. And you don't get excited about it. Mm. You can't get excited about it because you're still blinded by the past hurt. And so I, I think that mm. that is a way of addressing it amongst you know sort of other ways. Obviously, there is need for proper counseling. Some of these things go deep, and they are really really bad experiences that people have. So people need to open up themselves to interventions. Mm. And they and and, mm. and it's okay as men to have interventions in our lives. We we don't have to have all the answers. Mm. In fact. You know, mm-hmm. patriarchy has taught us a whole lot of nonsense and we shouldn't have to follow it because we're adults and we can think about what's wrong and right. Something, sometimes patriarchy taught us mm-hmm. that we don't, 
we don't have to go to other people to ask for help. We can be vulnerable with other mm. men, with women. Mm. We can be vulnerable and we, it should be celebrated when we're trying to fix ourselves, mm. especially for the little people that we are trying to, to mentor. You know what, what you're saying actually made it to, it just in my mind to understand the importance of, of conversations, even with people who have wronged you, because without a conversation, you create all these meanings and all this exaggeration that further disconnect you from those people. And talking about going for counseling, you know, just to quote, to remember one of the things Jordan Peterson was saying that you're sitting with somebody or a psychologist and both of you are trying to find a solution to help you. There's nothing powerful than that. Trying to get a solution to help you, not a solution to actually catch you more aggravated by, uh, uh, by the past. And I do think that should be taken as such we, when people wanting to create a relationship with themselves, which will lead into a relationship with their children to allow that process of fathering to literally be and just, just allow their children to grow with the good connection of the father they are. One of the things that I heard from the, um, from the, I mean, the assertion you made um, was on the, on the, on the issue, or rather, on the concept of nurturing. Because to some extent, a lot of men do do a lot of performance, um, um, performance masculine things where they wanting or performance gentleman things where they carry a bag or they open a door without an understanding of the the act itself or the meaning of that of which they do because they just want to look gentlemen and to my understanding when you had that the conversation with your granny and how your granny has said things like i really acknowledged you for that that of which you have been doing and and how that meant or rather fueled you to actually be more enjoying of that that act or rather the, the naturing that you were doing to your granny and i look at the men today they are doing that without understanding of it all and maybe without acknowledging or acknowledgement from the other person how can they better just reconnect with the meaning behind those things without because i do think if one do this kind of performances it's it's actually short-lived because you don't know how much you can keep up with something that you're not connected with how can one have a connection with that nurturing process which will allow the nurturing of their children thereof maybe allow them to be present in their children's lives as well you know one of the the the, the sad things that we take in a lot from sort of cultural teaching mm. and i'm not here bashing certain cultures over others but it's generally just cultural teachings mm. it's sort of social norms and values that we learn as we grow mm. up within the cultures that we are raised in we we learn weird behavior mm. around certain ways of mm. being can never be changed along the way it's there's certain things that we get taught in patriarchal culture that mm. quite frankly we don't have to repeat we can let those things mm. die a natural death because they're no longer relevant and part of those things we were to mentioning is this idea of performance in a way mm. of mm. creating an image of sincerity and and not allowing you to be vulnerable and act out of a position of vulnerability where mm. when you open mm. a door for a lady or a child 
it's because you're genuinely showing that you actually genuinely want them mm. to to have ease in life mm. to just walk in through without having to worry about opening it you don't have to perform that just allow yourself to feel it and and mm. feel that mm. vulnerability mm. that comes with feeling it because in it mm. you are saying to them i want you to see how sincere mm. i am in wanting your life to be easy and better and you want them to reflect back to you a thank you and if mm. they don't reflect a thank you or an acknowledgement to you yeah you fear that you mm. feel a rejection and that rejection uh-huh. is what you run away from therefore you start performing and and i think i think that to me is the point as men let us change what patriarchy taught us about not mm. being vulnerable let us be okay mm. with the idea that actually she never acknowledged me but mm. when i look at myself in the mirror i see a beautiful man i see a man who mm. is genuine mm. who is gentle who is caring i can tell you i i opened doors quite a lot and i don't mm. even mm. know where i picked it up but i did along the way and it's the funniest thing that I, I I get a lot of thank yous and I get a lot of acknowledgement, which is positive, but I'm not looking for it most of the time. I, I really am not. I I'm just doing it. And in the culture we live in today, where especially young men don't understand the value mm. of this, you will get acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. You will get acknowledgement because it's lacking. You know, it communicates a certain beautiful thing about you as a man when. You can wait for a lady to pass. We can carry, you know, sort of heavy bags and all of those things. And also, more importantly, which is why I think we should do it, it mm. creates trust. It breaks down barriers. It makes it easy for mm. women to become much more vulnerable around men mm. when you have that attitude about you, which is what you want to become a nurturer. You want people to first learn that your space is a safe space. The points you're you're mentioning are very you know what very important actually when i'm just getting to think about how lack of an acknowledgement um lead people to stop doing things maybe because they were performing to start with and that self-reflective capacity a lot struggle with and self-affirmation um act they actually still do struggle with that and they end up just stopping the whole thing together or rather taking part in that and hence Nowadays, you would find that there is a lot of families without fathers just being there for their children because it it, 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 it it's something. And I want you to reflect on that in embracing fatherhood without material lack or without things that maybe the mom is needing mm. you to have. How does one, how can yes. one go about that? Man, I, I, I want to share with you something I found on social media. It was on Facebook. The other day, there's a group I'm part of. It's called, um, I think, Black Dads or something like that. But it's a lot of dads, and they post stuff. And this mm. one father posts this story, and it just mm. touched me, Reggie. And you'll see why when I read it to you. It's more importantly it touched me also because the person who put it really, the original post, is a daughter reflecting mm. on her father. You see, at the end of the mm. day, we need to really think and ask ourselves who are we trying to reach at the end of the day with our behavior if it's your baby if it's your baby then it changes why you're doing it and to what extent you Mm. go kids what one of the things that keeps me motivated is that kids are so sincere they will reflect to you 
100% how they really feel about you. And it doesn't matter if you bought them a toy or not. If they like you, they will say they like you. So let me read the story to you. Yeah. So it, it mm. so there's a picture that this lady posts and it's it's a picture of her father outside in the rain and the dark at 5 a.m. in the morning. And then she says, mm. yes, this picture is not clear. That's because it was taken exactly at 5 a.m. And that's my dad, guys. My dad doesn't work. And yet he wakes up at 4.45 a.m. to accompany my sister to the bus stop. Then he comes back mm. and waits at the gate until 5 a.m waiting for the bus to come mm. and then we'll call out as soon as he sees it approaching our house every day mm. without fail my dad does this he doesn't need to be here but he does it anyway i took this picture today mm. because number one it's cold and wet and we don't have electricity my dad is standing at the mm. gate wet and yet he could choose not to sleep but to be here with my mom my sister i'm really blessed to mm. call him my dad he doesn't have much but i appreciate everything he does the little that he does have and the little that he's been able to do he's been able to raise powerful strong women now my friend mm. that will bring tears to every and any father who sacrificed to that level when their little girl all grown-ups says that about mm. them you see these kids notice things they watching and they know when it's real and when it's not. They articulate mm. it in one way or another. For mm. us, it's just to mm. step up and say, look, I'm going to be present. I'm going to be here in some way. Mm. Mm. My goodness. You see what I'm trying to say? When, you, when you're doing it for them, mm. and they reflect these kind of emotions, and they do, mm. then it's all worth it at the end of the day. Goodness. You know what? I actually, you remind me, and it actually just brought a bit of tears in my eyes um it reminds me of the post that i once shared on my facebook that children don't even care about the money that you guys fight over they they really don't care they could just run around with that and go buy a stock with that is worth maybe one one run 50 and they are fine playing in the park with their dad they don't care about all these uh, maybe five thousands or ten thousand that are required between you and money but i think that's the bigger picture that we see when we are wanted to perform or rather to be fathers of our own children let you what impact would you like to have in the society on the concept and role of fatherhood and embracing it sure look i would I would like to encourage, especially young fathers like myself, still think I'm young. <laughs> I'd like to encourage, um, let's talk, mm, guys. Mm, let us, mm. let's make it easy and okay for us to talk about what it means. Um, I, I, you know, I am male, 100% male. And sometimes when I see a lady and they're carrying a little baby, and maybe she's with other ladies and they are mm. chatting mm. and they're having a good time just embracing this moment around this child you know i i want to get in there i want to know i want to be part of the feelings and the conversation i can't because it's just weird and they'll all look at me like what are you doing here because it's so uncommon mm. <laughs> it's so uncommon and, <laughs> and honestly i want it mm. with other males mm. i want us to be honorable gentle caring males where we can actually get together and enjoy mm. talking about our kids so i would encourage that very very much mm. and in fact i would encourage us sharing mm. 
the emotions really behind what it means even the emotions around your anxiety and your fear that i cannot provide your anxiety around protection you know we live in a very violent society and you're worried about how can you really physically protect your 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 family let's talk about that because i think in there we'll be able to find each other and find why and how we can get out of the circumstances we find ourselves in but also mentor each other in a positive direction um there's a lot that we go through lack of confidence about doing this dad thing it's real and let's be real to each other about it um and of course the issues of hyper masculinity are there i mean we are doing too much sometimes to try and prove that we are male enough and we go way overboard and it becomes toxic mm. in, in in some circumstances but also it's detrimental to us we carrying a self image of ourselves that is incorrect it needs to be changed it's harming us before it even starts to harm the world mm. outside of us and so i think we need to really mm. get together and deal with these things and also find a community that we're building this community mm. that can literally support the yeah. upcoming dads, the ones that are thinking about being mm. dads, and can make being a dad look like it's actually something doable and enjoyable. Mm. Coming, coming to very sad news on gender-based violence and child abuse. Just reflecting on the case of Sarofato and the boyfriend, and then what the boyfriend said that uh, he was not ready to be a father, and and I just want to hear your your inputs or reflection on that um with respect to the importance the importance of fatherhood and embracing it and how can we have better prevented or how can we have this kind of concept be embraced to prevent such kind of things or address these kind of things gender-based violence and child abuse what our country is going through right now is painful to say the least it's it's hurtful what women and children are dealing with is honestly sometimes i honestly ask myself how are they even waking up and living in this society and still being hopeful and 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 loyal and faithful and continuing in a society that is rejecting them to the extent to which it is when their vulnerability and beauty mm. is being mm. treated as if it's worth nothing i i honestly as a man i have to ask myself mm. these questions like to what how are you allowing this what are you doing about it and as a father you know the first thing that i've learned around fatherhood is that mm. there are people who mm. depend on you when you're a father literally depend and 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 you've got to adjust yourself to the reality that i can't just mess up without yeah. a very good yeah. reason when there's such a level of dependency on me and i think this is where men should actually wake up to those of us who are men who, who who think of ourselves as good men let's wake up to the fact that there are women who depend on us to know that they can walk to the shop and back and be safe so let's get on with the job of protecting them the way that we should let's avail ourselves to advise to talk to them to walk with them if a, if a lady asks you can you walk with me can you help me just go to the other side of the road just do it because you don't know the level of anxiety that she's going through 
So really what I'm trying to say, there's a need for us to become much more empathetic, compassionate, and, and, and knowledgeable about their struggle before we start criticizing them. Because their they yeah. pain is real. Going back to, to the comment that um, the, 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 mm. the alleged murderer made around he wasn't ready to be a father. Well, see, this is exactly the problem with this cultural system that we're in, the patriarchal cultural mm. system we're in, where you've been taught that fathering is only possible when you have a certain level of this and that and this and that, and then only now can you be a real man who's going to be a real father worthy of the title. This kind of nonsense has to stop because what it does, it makes men fall into this this prison where they think I'm part of a system that has already rejected me. And therefore, the first thing I do, because I cannot hit back at an abstract system, I find the first vulnerable thing and I hurt it. And that is a woman and that is a child. And they would hurt them out of a frustration that they have. Why are we continuing embracing these cultures when these cultures are detrimental even to us as men? Patriarch is not benefiting men, to be honest with you. It benefits a select few who have amassed all the wealth and, and all the social capital. And they then are the, the alphas. And everybody else is not an alpha. And because of that, you are worth nothing. And that's the value system that we are embracing within patriarchy. And it's destroying men. And we really need to stand up and say, actually, we created something that is messing us up now. And it's time to get rid of it completely. The other thing is, of course, we need to start communicating in a way that shows that we are willing to be taught. Let's stop the thing of, of disengaging. Let's let's be willing to be taught how to understand women, how to understand vulnerability of children and women, so that we can gain a place of trust in society. This excuse that we are rejected is not strong enough for me personally because we haven't done the work of engaging them to gain their trust again. Remember, the first time around, trust is given. Second time yeah. around, you're going to yeah. earn it. Yeah, you're yeah. going to work for yeah. it. And it's okay to work for it. It's okay because we've we've disappointed them. Mm. We've broken their mm. trust. And then lastly, Reggie, look, fathering or fatherhood is about nurturing, protecting, loving, and raising this beautiful creation that God gave us called mm. people. Wherever you are, in whatever capacity you could be fathering, by just touching a child's life, by nurturing and mentoring and being there to to father in one way or another. It's not for Letu and his family, it's not just limited to my my little boys. You know, I, I can father in different ways from a distance. And a, and a child needs some kind of guidance and I can be involved in a very safe way. In when I'm safe, I mean accountable. I I I explain who I am and what my in my, my purpose is in this child's life to the people that child um, uh, you know, is, is being raised by. So, so it's safe and it's okay to do that. And we still have cultures that allow that in our country. It's not a, a bad thing. It's not looked down on every single place. And there's are safe ways to do it. So I would say let's practice it even more because it brings out that part of being a male that allows you to be compassionate, to be caring. 
and then ultimately this this mm. issue of violence can be dealt with because it, it can be offset by just making people mm. much more nurturing. Mm. You know, um, you know what you're saying. It's it's it's, um, it's very important actually. And as you're talking, I'm reflecting on how material things are getting more and more things out of control, and they're getting fathers absent. They're getting um, toxic men to literally be more toxic because that's how they define themselves um, mm. with respect to material things and how they should be in relationships when they do have or when they don't have. And I just want to hear from you yeah. with regard to appreciation and because I know there's a predominant or rather a prevalence of lack of appreciation of fathers maybe during father's day as well and and maybe that talks to how the society has has toned its way with regard to men and fathers in almost countries globally celebration seems to be at a minimal and i do somehow and it's actually heartbreaking when i look at it and how how much men do and how they attempt to to be but there's you know celebration differs and i don't know why though and i ask myself what might be the reason and maybe systematic issues that might contribute to the current gbv when you're looking at things like economic um problems that leads into maybe just problems that we're having men can show up because they still think that they need material to provide and they can't show up because the economy doesn't allow them to how can we address issues of such kind in order for for people to be more showing up and allowing themselves to be vulnerable with their leg in in, in relation to the economy and maybe the political problems we are having i think if if, if we as men think that the maleness is limited only to what you can show up with in the plastic bag when you mm. enter the the main mm. door at home then you have mm. gotten the wrong idea of what it means to yeah, be male yeah. the plastic bag that you show up with actually reflects your effort and your genuineness in caring yeah yeah and you've got to distill that aspect out of the action and say, how can I continue with this effort outside of showing up with a plastic bag in the front door? Because what you're doing in that process is also moving yourself away from people that associate your masculinity with a plastic bag at the front door. You've got to deliberately do that. Because what's happening is you allow yourself yeah, to be in yeah. communities and environments that reinforce the wrong thing and you're not unlearning it. You need to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So I was fortunate in mm. that I had people early in my life that showed me that mm. there's more to it than just showing up with material mm. stuff. Mm. Yes, it's important and you have mm. to do it. Mm. Honestly, strategically, why I work in my family is because of certain things that I can achieve much quicker than what my wife will be able to achieve. And secondly, strategically, because my wife can bear children and it's easier for her then to take time and do that 
It's just strategic, it makes more sense. In other families, it may make more sense for the woman to actually do the working because she can achieve more given the kind of capital that is with her. And that's fine. You go play another role that supports that. I think of my role as a father also not just supporting myself in getting a job and to be able to make money and, and, and bring home the bacon, as they say, but also in supporting my wife to be a better mother. Whether it's in, in, in the environment that we create at home, it's in the social capital that I bring around us, whatever it is, th- that's also in a way fathering from a distance. Because ultimately, the mm. kids are going to benefit mm. when I'm supporting her. Mm. And so I think of it, mm. let's unlearn the things that we've taught ourselves or allowed ourselves to learn, and let's not get into these relationships that reinforce the wrong thing and be deliberate about it. Mm-hmm. Getting a job is important. Mm-hmm. It is important because the child mm-hmm. needs the material stuff to be able to survive. Mm-hmm. That is true. Mm-hmm. But there's also ways in which mm-hmm. you can ensure that there is the basic material things mm-hmm. that are available. And you should mm-hmm. be able to... I mean, I hear stories of men who will not go and get the child assistant grant because... I'm too much of a man to do that. And like, well, that's nonsense. That's absolute mm. nonsense. It's not about you and mm. your masculinity. It's about the child and their needs. So you just need to go and do that and come back home and then go be a man in whatever way that you want to be a man. But do this basic mm. thing, right? So there are mm. those things that you have access to, so do mm. it. And don't feel ashamed about it because you're doing it for your child who needs you to stand up and go do it for them. Mm-hmm. It's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. So the reorientation is very, very key, Reggie. I think... Mm. The, the one thing though, that I want to address very importantly within this issue of mm. um, being seen mm-hmm. is the fear of being unseen. Yeah. So the yeah. acknowledgement yeah. question, wanting to be acknowledged because of the, the fear mm-hmm. of when what happens to you emotionally, psychologically, spiritually when you are not seen, when you are mm-hmm. invisible. Mm. And I think we need to have that discussion about why do you feel invisible? Mm-hmm. How do you get to that point of feeling invisible? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how can we support you to become visible? And mm-hmm. the difference between healthy visibility and pride, mm-hmm. where now you just want your ego stroked all the time. Mm-hmm. You see, because mm-hmm. these things are different and we shouldn't conflate them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm very blessed. I mean, my wife would really encourage me and say, you know, she, she would call me dad. Daddy, you're doing very well. Um, mm-hmm. And making her proud is part of why I try and actually do the kind of mm-hmm. stuff I do as with the whole, because that acknowledgement mm-hmm. from her matters. Mm-hmm. So I do also want to say to the women, look, do acknowledge. It goes a long way. Do yeah. acknowledge. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, it adds that ingredient, but also brings you closer mm-hmm. because you are doing this together, this thing called parenting. And you do need to have a healthy relationship to achieve it. Mm. But also, let's get acknowledgement from the kids themselves. Mm-hmm. When, when my boys are happy with me just being there, I'm over the moon. I feel like I've just, you know, I've literally done the comrades. Mm. I, I really mm. feel like I've achieved. Yeah. And when they're yeah. happy because of my effort, it, it means something. Mm. When other men around me acknowledge, mm. it encourages me, especially sort of those that I look up to. Mm. Um, you know, when I, when, I, when I go home and 
my granddad or my father would say, you know, well done, you're doing so well with your family, you know, they mm. look good, mm. you know, you can see that even your wife is happy. It matters. It really matters. So even between generations, we need to have this conversation about acknowledging yeah and and yeah. and being open and willing to give the kind of compliments yeah um and also you know the idea that you are not relevant in society anymore as men because there's this voice in the back of men's heads that they are being erased out of history yeah and yeah. It, it's i mean it's nonsensical in one but i can understand why we end up there mm. um but let's also look at that and understand that it's going to be very difficult to raise men out of history and also that conversation is happening at the back of a lot of pain that women have gone through by us being absent from history in the first place yeah so maybe yeah, if we go yeah. back and be present in the in current situation history will acknowledge us as having been there mm, mm, yeah. you know what there's a lot of points that you have mentioned and i do think that to some extent we would need time to talk about uh, being able to 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 allow yourself to be vulnerable with not having though being a father and allowing your wife to be the one who is having although you're not having in her presence and fathering the children in that environment and that in addressing that will be addressing issues around femininity or feminism movement that are at the moment uh, crushing that of which um, or rather questioning a lot that men are doing or not doing and I just want to hear from you what are the last words that you would like to say um, to the listeners with regard with regard to fatherhood and embracing it okay um, actually I would like to share a poem I've got a poem that um, every time I, I I'm, I'm thinking around what it meant to me to be a father. Mm. It's these kind of words that just always come to mind. I first heard it when I was in high school and it's never left me. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's titled, You Cannot Know the Fears I Have As I Think About You. Mm. I'm sure a lot of people know this. So it says, You cannot know the fears I have as I think about you. I fear that I shall live only at your laughter. Lie awake long nights while you sleep so loneliness does not trouble you no hunger no thirst overwhelm your waking world with wonder with music of other worlds your earlier home read to you poems written the night before while you smile bewildered or just when you when my very breathing begins to depend on you even as your tiny fingers close around mine some insensitive thing crushes your butterfly spirit Shadows of a sun darkened land flow over you and the eclipse closes your eyes. I cannot live with the thought of having you loving you any other way. A day without such care has no meaning. We shall find for you a name. Your name shall bring light. Mm. When I did the analysis on the thing, I, it, it had nothing to do with having a child and the experience of having a child. <laughs> but it, it, it spoke to me so strongly about it's okay to just throw yourself in there and be 100% in it to a point where you feel that my very happiness and existence depends on how well I do with you. Mm. Look, children are important. They are everything. 
They are the very legacy we as men want to leave behind. It is in them. So it is fine to just surrender to the idea of doing whatever it takes to be a good dad. It's perfectly okay. That's a very powerful poem that you went. And the, the meaning and the connection you have with it till today. With two kids and young one that's on the way. I must say that you're a person who's very reflective and I think that's what we need quite a lot as men. Reflecting and making meanings and dis- disconnecting or rather shying away from things that do not serve, things that we are attempting to do. If material needs is what you feel the child needs your role, the child needs your present. If you don't have that time, just be present until you get the material uh, things that are needed. Let you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. Oh, thank you, Reggie, and appreciate you having me on your podcast. But also appreciate you doing this for all the men out there who may really need to hear it. Um, so all the best, and I wish you that it grows and, and it becomes something quite quite meaningful as it already is thank you